This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. The church continues to waste its time on the synod of synodality. New data has emerged from one country that many still think is Catholic that shows we are in the grips of a slow-moving apostasy. And while this is happening, Rome is having dialogue and listening sessions that don't involve defending the faith. It would be funny if the consequences of this weren't so deadly serious. Souls are in jeopardy, while Rome fiddles away, trying to get more love from the secular world. Clearly, they think that if they just make the church more palatable and relatable to secular-minded people, the faith will thrive, while, in reality, the opposite has always been the case. When the church uncompromisingly stands up for the faith, the church thrives, even if it suffers financially as a consequence. This materialism in the church is disheartening, but it's not surprising. But this thinking has come to America, and really, it's been in America for decades. But we're reminded of it with one story today, where you and I are asked to really focus our prayer lives for the benefit of the worldwide synod on synodality. <sighs> Headline from CatholicReview.org Archbishop, months leading to synod are times for faithful to live response to divine grace more intensely. The World Synod of Synodality meeting of the bishops is scheduled for October where the bishops of the world will meet to discuss the draft documents published by the Vatican on the Synod of Synodality. Now, presumably, they will have to find a way to either just invent out of thin air a legitimate reason for the church to change her teachings on the uh, James Martin sin, on the limits of who can be given the sacrament of holy orders, as well as divorce and remarriage and all the other things the secular world wants the church to change her teachings on that the laity also just happen to want the church to change. Or they'll have to find a way to look the laity in the eye and tell them no. You know what? I'm actually betting that they'll say no in the final draft, that the final synod on synodality document will actually say no on most of these things, but then there will be some ambiguous footnotes in the document that crack the door open on a few of these issues, like we saw in Amoris Laetitia. But what the bishops want you and I to do is to stay closer to the sacraments. Objectively, that's a good thing, but not because doing so helps us to achieve sanctity. They want us to stay closer to the sacraments in order to help the synod on synodality be successful. I'm still not sure what a synodal church looks like in the end, but what I've seen so far makes me really want the Catholic Church to come back. From the article, quote, the months leading up to the October World Synod of Bishops in Rome offers an opportunity for the faithful, quote, to live more intensely our response to divine grace, the president of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops said May 31st. The time of preparation for the synod, quote, reminds us the unique expression of Christ in the sacraments is a gift to be shared, said Archbishop Timothy P. Brolio of the Archdiocese of the Military Services, the conference's president. The knowledge of God obtained in our study, our prayerful, attentive listening to the word of God and the voices of others, is not self-serving, but pushes us forward, Archbishop Brolio said in his homily at a mass offered at the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington for the Feast of the Visitation of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Washington Cardinal Wilton D. Gregory was the principal celebrant of the mass. <laughs> End quote. Archbishop Brolio is not only the head of the Archdiocese of the U.S. military, he is also the president of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, a choice that disappointed 
call them many of the more strident modernist voices in the Catholic media. National Catholic Reporter was not exactly happy with this choice. But make no mistake, he's not exactly a friend of the traditional movement either, having said some rather nasty things in the past about the traditional Mass and traditional Catholics. He's a moderate in the post-conciliar revolution paradigm. Calling for prayer and sacramental grace for the success of the Synod makes sense on a certain level, but what success even looks like is still unclear. The Vatican consistently states that the Synod on Synodality is being led by the Holy Spirit. They've but they've also said that the German Synodal Way is being led by the Holy Spirit, which is a bizarre claim to make since Rome is accusing the Holy Spirit of promoting heresy, and that's blasphemy. But here we see Bishop Rolio promoting something interesting. Marian shrines around the world will be offering masses for the success of the Synod on Synodality, calling for the maternal protection of the Blessed Virgin Mary over the meetings of the Synod. That's fine and a good thing a pious thing to do even. I'd hope that intention to, comes with a request for an actually Catholic outcome for the Synod, though. The Synod on Synodality has left a bad taste in the mouth of many faithful who are, frankly, wondering why the Church isn't addressing the slow-rolling apostasy gripping the West at the present time. Because we are in one. We are in a slow-rolling apostasy. That's what's happening. Some might say that the point of the Synod is to address the apostasy going on right now. But remember, people leave the faith because they want the church to embrace sins that the church has always authoritatively taught against, that these sins that are against the law of God. To change those teachings would be to surrender any claims to having infallible authority on moral matters as a divine source of the truth. Others leave because they listen too much to the half-wit commentators who claim to know a thing about science when the reality is the best scientific minds in human history were all Christians, most of them Catholic. In fact, many of them were Catholic priests. We see this playing out in no other place quite like in Ireland, where we see this story. Also from CatholicReview.org. Headline, Numbers of Irish Catholics are falling rapidly. Only half of Dublin residents say they're Catholic. Once Catholic Ireland is now functionally Atheist Ireland, and many of the Catholics who remain in the Church in Ireland are at best lukewarm, if not just walk, you know, sleepwalking through their faith life. Judging from the recent numbers of Catholics who went to the polls to support evil laws enacted by the secularists, Ireland is the canary in the coal mine for the church and the rest of the world. With the numbers of Catholics in South America falling, Africa not faring much better despite the constant barrage of propaganda claiming that Africa is the future when reality, Pentecostalism is also on the rise in Africa, along with bizarre heresies similar to what we see in South America. That is the truth of the state of the church in Africa. The state of the church worldwide is not good either, and synodal meetings are frankly not the answer, unless the point of the synodal meetings is to actually try to restore the faith. Proclaiming the true faith and correcting heresies is the actual answer, but that's too hard and comes with negative consequences. But Ireland deserves some attention. So we know what is coming to the rest of the church, and please keep the country of Ireland in your prayers. Quote, Once a Catholic giant, Ireland is becoming less religious. Census data shows just over half of the residents of the Irish capital, Dublin, now self-identify as Catholic, according to data released May 30th by the country's Central Statistics Office. The data forms part of preliminary results from a census of the population taken in 2022, and also shows that the percentage of Irish residents who describe themselves as Catholic has fallen to 69%, down from 79% of the total population the last time such a census was conducted in 2016. 
At the same time, the country's overall population has gone above 5 million people for the first time since the Great Famine in the mid-19th century, when over a million people were um, ended from lack of food, and another million left in search of a better life in places like the United States and Canada. Dublin now has the lowest percentage of Catholics in the Irish Republic, with just over half, 53%, choosing to identify as Catholics on the census form. Catholic identity remains stronger in rural parts of Ireland, with County Mayo on the western seaboard reporting the highest proportion of Catholics at 80% of the country's population, closely followed by other rural re regions such as Tipperary, Offaly, Roscommon, and Galway County, all reporting 79%. Just over a decade ago in 2011, 84.2% of Irish residents described themselves as Catholic which was down from over 90% in the population census taken in 2006. On the other hand, the number of people describing themselves as having, quote, no religion in the Republic increased by 284,269 and stood at 736,210. This means that 14% of the Irish residents now tick the no religion box on the census form, up from 9.8% in 2011, end quote. The article then goes on to describe how an influx of new people in Ireland is part of the problem, but at the same time also reminds us that lack of religious affiliation is growing rapidly in that country, and the rural areas are where more that are still remain Catholic, which also makes sense. But this is a consequence of past scandals, anti-Catholic propaganda from the government and media in Ireland, and a steady sur surrender on key issues by the church in the country and not really pushing back on any of those scandals. Those things will, when combined, lead to a general apostasy, which shows no signs of letting up. The thing the study doesn't say is what the average age of the typical self-identifying Catholic is. Is the typical Catholic an older person, middle-aged, or younger? If you're in Ireland, let me know, just from your observation, what Mass looks like. But I'd bet the average Mass-goer, anyway, is older. I stay quite a lot on that, actually, given everything I know about Ireland in the present day, and that is true here in America. The church in Ireland is frankly in shambles, and quite frankly, that is what is coming for the rest of us, given the leadership we're seeing and their focus on synodality instead of proclaiming the faith boldly. This is not an attempt to dunk on Ireland, by the way. Please don't take that as my meaning here. But we must include rejecting the attacks of the secular world and how we push back. Remember, that mess in Canada when Francis visited and just accepted the attacks on the faith and claims that the church engaged in evil and then apologized for that evil? That was all over the media. What wasn't all over the media was the work done by independent investigators, many of whom were not Catholic, who debunked the claims made against the church in Canada. Those stories got zero coverage in the media, because of course they didn't. But you'd think Rome, you would think that Rome and the Canadian Bishops' Conference would have used that information to fight back, but instead they chose not to. The result of that was absolutely some Catholics leaving the faith. That is guaranteed, as well as some just horrible things happening to parish churches across Canada and the northern part of the United States. Many left for schismatic heretical Protestant groups, or they left for no belief at all. When the church doesn't resist secular aggression, souls are lost. The, that fact is lost on many prelates in the church today, who insist on playing nice with a secular world that hates the church. It has to stop, but unfortunately won't anytime soon, because the prelates of the church are in love with the esteem of the world and the money of secular governments, and they're not willing to give those things up, even to save souls. And believe me, if they push back against some of the aggression from secular governments, they will lose that money. But what do you think about this?
Are you surprised that we're focused on this nonsense while more and more Catholics leave the church? While Catholic countries become less and less Catholic and more and more secular? Let me know what you think of this in the comments, please. And like and subscribe if you haven't. That certainly helps, as does sharing this on social media. That helps a lot, too. As always, pray for the church and pray for Ireland. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.